We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Stocks are struggling. Um, Tech route kind of is continuing. Tech is definitively not leading. Is it getting routed or is it kind of auto-correcting? A little bit. Stocks are struggling early, closing out a rocky week on a quiet note. Kind of feels about right. Um, big sell-off yesterday in high-profile tech names. And you know the names. Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Google. Those are the names. Price action reflects how investors have bid themselves up relentlessly against each other. And now we can't figure out what do we want to go up next. Tesla's up 21 bucks today. That's an interesting one because Amazon, Facebook, Apple, uh, Google, not up per se. It's interesting to see why is, why is Tesla up? Well, they got battery day coming up right around the corner. We'll talk about battery day and what to expect. Supposedly, it's going to be quote unquote mind blowing. And that happens next week with Tesla giving an update, which we live in a weird world now. It's called battery update. (laughs) Okay. Um, What can we talk about today? So quarterly options expire today. That takes a little bit of, it creates a little bit of shakeout as positions start to settle and big bets were made in the last 30, 60, 90 days. So, market's not giving us enough of a story moving up or down. It's weak. For the first few sessions of this week, Monday and Tuesday, we were up 3.1%. On Wednesday and Thursday, the NASDAQ was down 2.5%. On Monday and Tuesday, the S&P 500 was up 1.8%. It was down 1.3% on Wednesday and Thursday. So we're going nowhere fast. Uh, horrible song, you and me. We should be going nowhere slowly, but we can't get away from the past. Um, something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Just get off my back today. Um, did I say? Did I mention I'm going to talk Tesla Battery Day? <laughs> uh, that's going to be the exciting moment of my day. Home Depot and Lowe's being downgraded Oppenheimer to perform from outperform. Tesla is uh, one analyst, Piper Sandler, is up in its price target to 515 from 480. That might explain the 5% up move. Texas Instruments is raising its quarterly cash dividend to a buck two from 90 cents. That's a big jump. That's nice to see. Uh, Texas Instruments isn't going to surprise the world anymore. They don't have the new iPhone 15, they don't have it. What they have are semiconductors that are still used in everyday appliances around the world. So, at this point in time, they don't have to spend a lot on research and development. They do, but they don't have to. 
Um, they're able to manage their cash flow so they can give back a nice fat dividend to their, uh, their shareholders. I was going to say their, their team, but that's not quite right. Uh, the TikTok WeChat saga continues. Um, I don't know if it's saga to you, but the whole TikTok um, situation is they're now going to get banned on September 20th and WeChat as well in the United States, which is Sunday, right? If you look at the calendar, um, it looks like Sunday. And the Commerce Department announced that it's going to ban U.S. citizens from downloading TikTok and WeChat. The order bars Apple and Google from hosting TikTok and WeChat apps on the U.S. app storefronts. Apple and Google have not yet commented. Um, wasn't there a deal to sell it to Oracle and then Trump has to like just initial it? <laughs> Kind of. Does this feel like, why is there a battle here? Maybe. I get that, you know, the Chinese are spying on our phones, conspiracy theory. They're downloading our children's TikTok videos and they're learning how to be Americans and they're going to invade the country. Conspiracy. I get it. But I think we kind of address that. Now, if I was China, I'd say the same thing. Uh, it's going to hurt our companies a lot more than it's going to hurt their companies because our audience is much bigger than their audience. Um, anyhow, let's move forward, shall we? Uh, there's no big story out there today except for battery days coming. I know you're saying battery day. Tesla's hosting is highly anticipated. Okay. <clears throat> I pay a lot of attention to conventions. I pay a lot of attention to exhibitions, um, anything that can move a stock, because that's where the stories are told, right? And Tesla's going to give a story next week. So Wall Street's going, ooh, tell us a story. Uh, CEO Elon Musk added to hype recently, tweeting, many exciting things will be unveiled. He closed the tweet with a lightning bolt emoji. Okay, that's a little bit dramatic. But that's coming up on the 22nd, Tuesday. Uh, I guess we're going to learn about battery cost, battery reliability, battery capacity. New battery technologies could also be discussed. There's going to be some sort of stationary battery, which includes Tesla's Powerwall business. We don't get a lot of updates on that. We get a lot of updates on, look at this cool truck. It's Keanu Reeves driving an awesome truck at Tesla. And we, we kind of fall into that world. But their battery business could be you know, just as big as their car business. And as you've seen California struggle with wildfires and power outages, it tells you we're not quite ready to get off coal, to get off natural gas, to get off oil as our nature's-based energy sources. No, no, we don't want to say nature's-based because sun is too, right? And wind is as well. As our non-clean choices, battery costs are falling. So we know that's going to be talked about. Um, 75%. Um, how is it? Battery costs are down 75% over the past 10 years. So if you put solar panels on your roof 10 years ago, we've gotten the cost cut down a good 75%. Um, so when we hit an area where it's cheaper to produce it on our roof and easier to produce it on our roof, we'll be stoked about that. 
Um, cost reduction can help unlock sales. You offer lower price points. Get $10,000 for a new roof that's solar-powered. You'll save that money back in three years. And then it goes down to $8,000, and you'll save that money back in two and a half years. So you kind of see how battery cost is playing, right? Um, but again, we're going to have a big conversation about reliability of, of, of car batteries. Um, I think the million-mile battery will be front and center. That's a battery that can last a million miles through all the charging cycles. Um, they say that you shouldn't leave your phone charged overnight. Unplug it because it goes like 100%. Instead of going to 101, it goes back down to 99, back up to 100, back down to 99, back up to 100. I'm not sure I'm explaining that right, but it's healthier for your battery to hold a charge than to overcharge. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Uh, the ability to play a piano is something that's always impressed me. Always impressed me and to sing and to make it entertaining. I get, I get Green Day. Oh, by the way, they're coming to San Francisco at AT&T next year, uh, summertime. So the Green Day had a big concert. I checked out the prices on Live Nation. If you want to be in the first 20 rows, $500 each. That's not a cheap night when you have children. So did I do it? Not yet. Am I thinking about doing it? Yes. That's how badly I miss music. And that shows you how the music industry will come back. Uh, premium pricing will still be there. But... You get where I'm going out with that. So Green Day's playing with um, Fallout Boy, and they're also playing with uh, Oh Weezer. So it, that makes me a little nervous. Does that make you a little nervous when there's a triple header? Because you're like, what if what if my band only gets like six songs and it's not the six that I like? Uh, th- those are the type of summer festival song uh, albums that I'm like a little bit nervous by. But I'm just throwing that out there. Like, what if I go to the bathroom and I miss my favorite song? Yeah, no I kidding. Know. I know, I know. Um, if you get a chance to watch it, I watched this last weekend, and it, it's now the water cooler buzz. The Netflix documentary is Social Dilemma. Um, it is fascinating, and it'll almost instantly make you, by the first 15 minutes, you may have already deleted your Facebook account, uh, prompting social media users to rethink Facebook, Instagram, and others. And I, I came to California. This is a funny segment that I keep talking about. I came to California. When I got to California 20 years ago, I was a little bit, I was like, why do they hate Microsoft and AOL so much? Um, well, because they sucked at the time, uh, as far as user interface and as far as what the potential was for the internet out there. Microsoft was still going through the, uh, the after effects of messing up how Netscape distributed the browser um, and getting into a lot of legal issues and AOL was a problem, but I was, I was really surprised at how much, how angry people were with online companies and it's still there. And now I'm part of it where I was like, eh, I don't post anything. How shall we say challenging? I don't post anything, um, on politics. I don't post anything on, uh, personal intimate details. I don't want you to know anything about my life in theory. So I get it. And this, when you watch The Social Dilemma, if you haven't watched it yet, Netflix. 
it's something that they're doing really well with documentaries. It's a 90 minute show. It focuses on the downsides of major tech platforms, has interviews with whistleblowers who used to work at Google and Facebook and people who found it and create it for Google and Facebook. Uh, Tim Kendall, a former Facebook executive said in the shortest time horizon, I'm most worried about a civil war. And, you're like, wait, wait, are you talking like north against south, white against black, um, wealthy against poor? He is. He's basically saying social media is now – oh, and there's a fascinating – and this was fascinating to me. There's a moment in the documentary where they talk about um, how our brains haven't changed that much in thousands and thousands and thousands of years, but computational power has gone through the roof in the last 10 years. And they're like, we can't handle this. Anyway, if you get a chance to watch it, check it out. I'm not spoiling anything when I I'm tell you. First 15 minutes, you're going to almost, almost definitely reach for your phone to delete your uh, Facebook account. It just has a lot of founders who are like, we we, we kind of messed up, and they were they were whistleblowers, so they're you know it's it's slanted to their perspective for sure. But yesterday there was a lot of talk out of Facebook that employees internally are, are pissed at Zuckerberg. Um, they want to have debate and he's sending out memos that say things like we're not talking black lives matter in public forums at the office. If you want to do it, we'll reserve a conference room or a meeting room. So he's telling the employees like when and where you could be controversial and the employees don't like that. Uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how that one plays out. But anyway, Netflix documentary is social dilemma. If you have Netflix, um, if you don't, I'm sure you have a friend who does. So maybe borrow a password this weekend. Am I encouraging you to steal? No, no, that would be evil. Rob black. Um, evil Rob black is a little upset because the neighbor hasn't gone on vacation in a while. So I can't water my yard for free, but that's evil. Rob black. Evil Rob or Smart Rob Black, one of the best investments you could ever have is a fruit tree. Uh, when I moved to California and got my own home, uh, I bought fruit trees, lime trees, uh, lemon trees, orange tree. And uh, most of my fruit in that category is free because I bought trees 10, 15 years ago. Uh, just throwing it out there. Throwing it out there for how you can save money. Every time you buy a lemon, it's a buck. So every time you buy a lime, it's a buck. Every time you pick one off your tree, it's it's probably some water. So there's probably some money in there too, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. The pack is back. Am I talking about the Green Bay Packers? No. California, Oregon approved Pac-12 football practices. Pac-12 Commissioner Larry Scott announced the conference's decision to play following the Big Ten. Man, when money got in... Or it was short lived. The these are student athletes, and we know fraternities are going to mess it up, and we know they're probably going to mess it up with COVID. But we feel like we're close enough that we could pull this off. So the Pac-12 is going to play. The Big Ten is going to play. California and Oregon universities will now each individually immediately reach out to their relevant county public health officials to seek clarification on what is required to achieve the same clearance to resume uh, practice and for competition. That's out there, right? 800-516-1220 to get your call 
Falls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Rockstar Games dropped the fastest selling entertainment product in history seven years ago today, Grand Theft Auto V. It grossed $800 million on its first day. So when I talk about video games, and then you talk about things like Titanic, the movie, and how much it made, Grand Theft Auto made $800 million on one day eight years ago today. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Joe Rogan is getting some heat today because he's claimed that uh, on his podcast that left-wing activists have been arrested in connection to forest fires in Oregon. Uh, this has been debunked, and it's turning out to be, quote-unquote, real news, even though it's clearly debunked news or false news. I don't want to get too far into it other than to tell you, like, you need to set up things that work for you in your world. Um and not believe everything that's out there in media. And I'm out there in media. Just throwing that out there. Uh, pandemic fatigue. See, now now I've just set it up that you can't trust Joe Rogan. Can you trust me? And I'm going to talk about pandemic fatigue is leading to a resurgence of the coronavirus in Europe where cases have surged to fresh records in France and Spain. Um, France and Spain are seeing more new cases every day than they did when the virus originally peaked in the spring. This is... It, it's just... I hate to use the word ponderous. This is just, it's mind-numbing, isn't it? I went to a dog park yesterday, and everyone had their masks on. Uh, there's no, like, hey, I'm 20 feet away from each other. Uh, I'm going to put my mask down. There's, like, no break from it. It's it's pretty much so in your face. And I don't see how that doesn't affect economies in the long term. Because psychologically, it's we're kind of like, it's mind-numbing to think about some of this stuff. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Not a lot of market, stock market news today. Financials are doing well. Industrials are doing well. The stock market is trading very mixed. Uh, we had two up days Monday and Tuesday. We had two down days Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, there's weakness in the very influential tech sector. Um, but you're seeing a little bit of positive action. Not much. Um, in names like Wells Fargo, they're kind of a beaten down financial company. You may remember Wells Fargo got into a lot of trouble a few years back because you would go in and say, here's my, my paycheck, put it in my bank account. And the next thing you know, you got a credit card and the guy behind the, the, the teller was saying, oh, Joe came in to put his deposit in and I opened a credit card for him. That's against the law. So Wells Fargo got into a lot of trouble for basically not overseeing their employees and also rewarding employees to basically falsify financial information and to get you into products that you didn't know you were getting into. So I'm seeing a little positive action there, but the Fed destroyed financials this week, saying we're going to keep interest rates low until 2023. There's, they make money on the spread between cheap money and more expensive money, between more expensive money and really expensive money, between really expensive money and crazy expensive money. And when it's this cheap, there's there's no carry trades. There's no way of playing that. So you're seeing weakness um, in names like J.P. Morgan and Citigroup. Um, I don't know if that's uh, – is that enough of a story to say that's Friday's big story? I don't feel it is. Is the Pac-10 coming back uh, on top of uh, the Big Ten? I, I think that's kind of a nice story. I, I'm not a pandemic like, hey, we need to shut down every, everything forever and ever and ever until every child is safe. 
Um, I'm not in that camp, but I'm, I am going to be curious to see how it pulls off because these are players who aren't paid. These are a, they want to play the game that they love versus they're paid to play the game they love. But every small town in America has a college football team. Uh, that's not quite right, but you get the idea. Um, Americans bond behind their, their universities. Uh, if they're local, you know, there's a little bit of local pride there. Uh, there's no, it's not a coincidence. I live right next to Stanford that I take my kids to Stanford football games, Stanford basketball games, Stanford female volleyball games. Like it's not a coincidence that I'm showing them what college life looks like. It's actually well plot out, thought out. And that's why I don't live next to Berkeley because the East coast media, everyone in Berkeley's crazy. They're all hippies. They chain themselves to trees. The reality is, I, I don't think that's true at all, but there's a shred of truth in it. Otherwise, it wouldn't become this myth that it is. But I'm more of a Stanford person. In the, in the, in the battle lines between Stanford and Berkeley, and there's battle lines there, uh, I'm more of a Stanford man than a Berkeley man. General Electric was the third best stock yesterday in the stock market. CEO Larry Culp announced that he expects cash flow to turn positive in the second half of 2020. That's that's pretty good for a company that, um, it's not my term, but it'll make a sense to you. It's called a fallen angel. GE used to be able to do no wrong. They were like the teenage boy that you know was just an awesome kid that washed the neighbor's car, that helped old ladies across the road. They could do no wrong. And then eh, they did wrong. They started losing money. They had too much debt. They started selling off divisions of the company that were once considered untouchable. So CEO Larry Culp is trying to turn around a, a, a Titanic-type situation. It's taken on water. It's hit an iceberg. Um, the lifeboats are gone, and he's trying to get that boat back to shore. And to say, we're going to be cash flow positive in the second half of 2020, that's a shred of good news. They've stopped the bleeding. They've stabilized the bleeding. Now they're improving is that enough for you to invest in? But not me. Um, speaking of civil wars and Joe Rogan, I'm not a big fan of, of civil war type companies. Um, a lot of people hate them. A lot of people love them. A lot of people hate them. A lot of people love them. And not my play. But GE is down 77% in the last 20 years. While the S&P 500 is up 233%. So it's tough for me to put faith in a company that's just said now, oh, by the way, we're, we're, we're looking better, because it's been a bad 20 years. I own no GE. I've never owned GE. Um, one time I was on a, a business show in New York. I want to say it was Fox Business Show. Um, it was, a, it was a, definitely Fox Network. Uh, it wasn't Forbes on Fox. It's a different show on for, on Fox. So they just started up a financial network. They were getting young people like me on all the time. Um, and one of the editors goes, we're talking about GE. And he goes, and I didn't really have an opinion on it. But his opinion was, I don't buy G-Wiz. I buy GE. I think I brought up a tech stock like Network Solutions. And Network Solutions was one of the, the early stocks that I made literally a million dollars on. Um, not only just for me, but my clients at the time. 
Network solutions registered domain names. Domain names are an interesting thing to think about. I may not have made a million dollars on it. I should correct that just in case it sounds like I'm exaggerating. It was in the ballpark. Um, but Network Solutions registered domain names, and they had a CEO that I had on my radio show. I used to get CEOs on my show. And um, he was fantastic because he looked like Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. I mean, he looked like Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. I couldn't get over that. And it's it's never a good thing when you go when you're in a conversation and you're in a business interview and you go, um, does anyone ever tell you you kind of look like Mr. Burns? Don't! <laughs> that was his response. Uh, he pulled a homer on me instead of a, yes, most definitely they've told me. Uh, he didn't do that, but he looked just like him. So anyway, Network Solutions, what they did was they had a government contract um, to register names. So when I came up with robblack.com, it had already been taken, and someone had already paid a, a whole year contract on it. Um, and they were only doing like one-year contracts and two-year contracts at the time. So it turns out that robblack.com was a domain name that the guy who owned it was the porn producer. Of course the porn producer. Could it have been the, the singer-songwriter out of England named Rob Black? No, it couldn't have been him. It had to be the porn producer who was on 60 Minutes for Child Pornography. And he's considered a very bad man in the media. I've never met him. I've gotten some emails that have been sent to him, but I've never met him. Let me tell you, those emails by young aspiring actresses are quite interesting to read. But he has a podcast now. If you want to go find him, you, it's, it's a different Rob Black. It's not Rob Black in your mind. I'm the Rob Black in your mind podcast. But anyway, so I meet him, and they had a business with the United States government to register domain names, and they were a monopoly, a government mandated monopoly. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac kind of used to be government mandated, um, government sponsored. However, you want to look at it, uh, government funded. And Network Solutions, I made a, just a ton of money doing nothing other than going, uh, I think more people are going to register domain names. And then they'd come up with like, well, we've run out of domain names. And they're like, well, let's do .tv and .to. And what's TO? Tonga. So I got Rob Black .to because just in case someone in Tonga wants to find me, they can find me. Oh, oh, the porn producer. Um, he had some, some uh, pretty R-rated stuff or X-rated stuff on his website. One day, he forgot to re-sign up for it, and guess who got it? Me! And guess who signed up for 10-year chunks at a time, so I don't ever mess that one up? Me! So check out robblack.com, also known as robblackshow.com now, if you want to play in that direction. Dave & Buster's. Have you ever been to a Dave & Buster's? Wow. When I was 20, I went to a Dave & Buster's, and I was like, this is awesome. Uh, video games, beer, and chicken fingers. And as I got older, I was like, well, that's kind of disgusting food. The beer, I don't need to drink and drive. And video games, they're charging a buck for a virtual reality experience that lasts maybe a minute, sometimes five bucks for five minutes. Like, no. A lot of people see them as the adult Chuck E. Cheese. Take a second for it. Take a second for it. It is kind of an adult Chuck E. Cheese, is it not? Uh, they had their second worst day of all time, down 26% yesterday. There's thoughts that due to COVID, don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I, I talked about one of the biggest entertainment products ever was Grand Theft Auto V. And one of the best things that ever happened to Grand Theft Auto V, I think it was Grand Theft Auto IV or Grand Theft Auto III. Um, Al Gore's wife, Tipper Gore, when he was running for president, or maybe he was vice president at the time, I, now I'm getting foggy on it. I want to say he was a senator. 
like she basically said that video game is is evil. Notice he's not married to Tipper Gore anymore. <laughs> but again, that's kind of a different road we went down. She said it was evil because in the game you get powered up in game Grand Theft Auto Three. Uh, instead of getting a medical kit and bandaging yourself when you got shot by the police, you would go to like use drugs, like narcotics. It looked like, and you could like find um, your character gets healthier if he hangs out with strippers. So Tipper Gore just lost her mind on it. I'm like, do you know how many video games she just sold? She just basically told every 18-year-old boy that this game is R-rated and your mom and dad don't want you to watch it. Therefore, every 18-year-old boy wants that game. So anytime the politics get involved, it could be good PR. Uh, Donald Trump going after TikTok and WeChat. I think TikTok is the the bigger of the two uh, uh, plays. I think the downloads went up on TikTok. I think he he made people know about it that didn't know about it. Um, and I'm not going to go into the politics of that other than to say that sometimes Main Street does run into Wall Street. And you have to be as cognizant of that as you can be. In the end, what I want you to do is buy great companies. Um, the IPO Snow came out this week. And its first day was ludicrous. Its second day, it went down. Let's see what it's doing on its third day. I'm not a big IPO person, but I noticed something was wrong in the world because I was getting a lot of questions about IPOs. And to me, that's you just trying to take a shortcut to easy money. And I get it. I understand that. But psychologically, you got to understand Wall Street knows that too, and Wall Street's going to take advantage of you. Um, anyone who's bought TikTok has essentially, not TikTok, but Snowflake has essentially lost money. Um, Wednesday was snow day. Everyone's happy. And then Thursday and Friday, not so much. You remember snow days? Oh, I'm so East coast at times, right? Um, so I, I'm not a big fan of, of chasing IPOs. If it's a great company, it'll be a great company in a year or two. And when the hype is down, and when the CEO and the CEO and the CFO who have been pulled into the company in the last three years, who've worked 60, 80 hour weeks nonstop trying to get the company ready, trying to show that their revenue was everything it was going to be. When those guys who were given shares in lieu of cash because the company was trying to save cash when it was private, when those guys sell in six months to nine months, that's what I'm going to be interested. When I see the CEO, I'm going to be on my yacht this weekend. He's going to be on his yacht. When I see him cash in and be on a, a bigger yacht, I'm going to be like, hey, Bill, I like your big boat. Did you sell some shares? Like, yep. And his name's not Bill. I don't have a yacht. He doesn't have a yacht. I don't know him. But in six to nine months, he's going to get paid out. He's going to have a, an opportunity to sell those shares. When you're coming public, they go, okay, we agree not to sell shares for six months. It's not like they're just dumping on the market. They're giving the market some time to figure it out. But when he starts to sell, when the insiders start to sell, that's when I might be interested. Same thing happened to Facebook. When Facebook came public, they came public at 40 bucks a share. Then they went to like 46, 47, 48. Then they went down to $18 a share. People were dumping. People were running. People were cutting and hiding. That's what I bought. Um, haven't sold my Facebook since. And here's the weird thing. People got mad at me when they learned my dad died of lung cancer. 
It eventually goes into his lymph nodes. It gets into his brain. It's horrible to watch. What well, once was a, a powerful man in my fig- in my life was reduced to being able to pull his hair out and just getting smaller and smaller. He was consumed. Cancer used to be called consumption for a reason. Um, I don't know. There's a long story short there. Other than people were mad at me for buying Philip Morris when my dad died of lung cancer. Um, people are probably pretty mad at me that I don't really like Facebook and yet I'll own Facebook. Talking about dilemmas, right? Um, if you own Boeing, well, okay. Boeing's even more controversial now that I think about it, right? Are you going to reward a company by being a part owner in the company that it, it looks pretty damning that they were the material cause of quality control issues and training issues and selling features that could ultimately save people's lives as an upgrade versus built into the plane in the first place. But they, Boeing also makes missiles. Now, 20 years ago, we weren't really throwing missiles around like we, we did in the Gulf War. Well, I guess that maybe that was 20 years ago. 30 years ago, we weren't really throwing missiles around like we did in the Gulf War. Oh, we had a Gulf War then, too, huh? Hmm. Okay. Um, at some point, we looked at Boeing as, look at that. They're flying mom and dad across the country. Look at that. That good-looking, handsome pilot and the beautiful stewardess, and we're wearing dinner jackets while we're flying. It, they once were a pretty great company. Socially now, I don't think I could own it. 